Welcome to Malcolm Reed's How to Barbecue Right, a podcast where we talk about barbecue, share recipes, and discuss all things delicious. And now here's your host, Malcolm and Rochelle Reed. Hey, welcome back to the How to Barbecue Right podcast. I'm your host, Malcolm Reed, and I'm joined by my lovely and talented wife, Miss Southern Shell. Shell, how are you feeling this week? Ready to do another podcast episode? I got, I don't know what that is right there. I got some spider web or something. <laughs> it's been too long. Been two weeks, man. <laughs> Dig them spidered and spun a web on my mic. I can't have that. How are you doing? Um, good. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to give it's me a, to give you the honest. You seem like you're you're <laughs> super busy this morning. Not quite into this podcasting. <laughs> Did you bring your notes? Um, that's part of my frustration is I did all these notes and then, um, my computer didn't save it. Crapped out on you. Yeah. So I got half notes. Well, you got a new computer coming, so. I know. Thank God. I think it's still got another week or something. Yeah, I I know. I don't know where it's shipping from. I don't know either. Seattle, I guess. (laughs) It has to be. It's caught up in the right. Yeah. It's caught up somewhere (laughs) over there. Who knows? But, uh. Yeah, so, so we we, got, we brought a video. We did a video this week. We yep. went on vacation. Yep. Took the took Michael down to the beach and went fishing. We're going to talk all about that. We're going to we hit talk, a million. Hit a million subscribers on YouTube. Thanks to all of y'all that watch. Yes, the videos. It's, it kind of doesn't and subscribe because it doesn't seem real at all. And <laughs> you think we would have had something big planned, but you know, it kind of. I want two million. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But Turns out confetti did not fall from the sailor. There's no, there's no marching clowns in a circus parade or confetti or anything. Life just, goes on just as normal. Yeah, you still gotta woke up the same backache. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you Things have not changed. <laughs> you still gotta wash clothes. And still gotta wash clothes. Yeah, make toast. Numbers mean nothing. Because <laughs> we keep on going to the next one, right? Yeah, you know we worked so hard and and kind of had this goal of a million. And when it got close enough to get attainable, we started setting other goals and bigger goals. Yeah, you yeah, know? to go beyond. Yeah, yeah. so that's the way uh, I look at it. You know, when you first, I remember when we first started YouTube, and this was ten years ago, twenty twenty ten May of June. I thought it was May. 25th. May, okay. Yeah, that's our, I think that's our YouTube date. It's in my, I put it in my phone, and so we've. I told you that years. there, you know, back when we got started, you. You got almost no subscribers. I mean, you get a hundred. I mean, you think it you're was doing not something. a thing to be a YouTuber. When we got to it, I mean, it never felt like we were ever going to get to a thousand, and it took forever. And then I told Shell, I was like, you know, looking at this, and nobody knew what YouTube was. And I said, there's no way that a million people will you ever said, subscribe no, to a said, barbecue channel. Like, you know, no way. You said there's no way you'd hit a hundred. Hundred thousand. I I remember saying that a million was unobtainable too. There was you no said 100, way. Hundred thousand was unobtainable. Yeah. And then we hit a hundred thousand. And you believed in me. <laughs> <laughs> you said, "Why not? Why would you limit Why would, yourself? Why would that, you?" That's say? exactly what you said. Why would you limit yourself? I don't know. Because I, I mean, I just didn't think it was possible, but it is. Turns out, a fat guy can get a million people on YouTube <laughs> to watch you cook barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> so, so now we're gonna go to million. Is yeah. that unobtainable? I mean, we've already. Yeah, I think that's very. Obtainable. We've got one million ten thousand as of. T- I know. Well, that other 10,000 came pretty quick because it hadn't been, how long, what day did we official maybe. hit? Was it a week? I think it was Wednesday, maybe, love last week. Yeah. We, um, I guess it's a big thing when you get a million subscribers, you're supposed to do a big video or do a big nope. event. Nobody sent us a memo. 
<laughs> I didn't get a memo. Somebody, people started asking us when they got close. I'm like, oh crap, are we supposed to do something? Our thing was we were going to go to Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but not, not on video. Yeah, we were going to go. And then this was what we said. A couple years back, Michael. Was uh, it this time last year or no, beyond that? It was at least two or three years ago. We let him pick. Yeah. It's like, what are we gonna, he asked He asked us, what are you going to do when you hit a million? I said, we're never going to hit a million. <laughs> <laughs> and we said, we're going to let, you know, we're going to let you pick, Michael. A big where, family vacation. Where are we going to go? Anywhere in the world you want to go. We hit a million. Because I was like, well, <laughs> chances of that happen. And so he picked. I mean, he thought about it. And he said, I want to go to Hawaii. So we've been saying for two years, we're going to go to Hawaii. We hit a billion. Yeah. When and he it, found out we hit a million, he goes, we're not going to Hawaii, are we? <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know till like a few days later. Yeah. I think my dad like told him. He went and spent the weekend with my parents in, in the country. And he come back. Or he sent you a text. Yeah. Y'all hit a million? <laughs> it was like, I forgot oh, to tell him. It was like Saturday. Yeah. We hit it on Tuesday or Wednesday. My dad knew before we did. He texts me like 1030 at night. Yeah. Congratulations. I was like, what? On what? <laughs> I'd been watching, but it was like, you know, you still had. I mean, you still caught up. 500 to go yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Um, But I told him, I was like, buddy, why is just not looking good at this moment? <laughs> yeah. Just, we're going to put a rain check on it. Yeah. I'm uh, not eager to jump on a plane. So that's kind of, I'm not going to raft all the way to Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, we we'll do something. I promise. But uh, COVID's kind of got in yeah in the way of those plans. I don't even know. I don't. I don't. I don't know. But the plan was to do it the following summer anyway. You can't yeah, go you together. Can't just, uh, quick trip to Hawaii. <laughs> Especially if I go to Hawaii, I may not go back. So I want to stay at least a week, you at know, least, seven days, yeah. maybe ten days, and see see the different islands and yeah. all that. So and uh, what's the island they shot Jurassic Park in? Kauai, I think it is. Kauai, yeah. That's, one I, that's, that's the one, that's the one I want to go to. The Garden Islands. Yeah. Do some food tours. See what know. Spam's all about. The volcano there to go see. Oh, yeah. That scares me. <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen Joe versus Volcano? Uh-uh. Well, Tom, is Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks in it, yeah. Classic comedy. Um. So what's the plan? What's the big plan? Do you have an idea? I don't have a million? plan. They sent an email yeah. yesterday about redeeming shipping, our, yeah. re, redeeming our one millionth subscriber gold play button. Yeah. So maybe I'll do a video when that comes in the mail. That seems like something because you actually have something in your hand to show. I can show it. Yeah. yeah. We'll at least do it on the podcast. <laughs> the okay. one millionth pod, one millionth YouTube subscriber podcast. Yeah. Maybe more people will watch. I don't know. Maybe we'll <laughs> get a video of us opening the box. Yeah. Open a. Yeah. What they do those. Reveals or unboxings, yeah, like, yeah, whatever unboxings. unboxings. You um, get a new computer, you can do an unboxing video. Maybe it'll come at about the same time. Uh, but we do have, you know, we do have some other plans. Yeah, we got a new building. We do. That's something. Oh, I wanted to talk about that today. That was on my list. Um, so we are moving on up. <laughs> We've talked about it a little bit. Yeah, we bought a new building here in Hernando. And what it is, it's going to give us more room, more office space, a better podcast room. I mean, we, you know, we like the one we have, but it's kind of we can't have a lot of guests. Yeah, we're limited, and we're going to try to recreate um, a a nicer table, or not a nicer table, but a bigger, more spread out table with different camera angles on each guest, 
And this is all new to us, so if anybody's got any suggestions on how to set up the perfect podcast studio. Yeah, we just stumble yeah, through it yeah. like we do everything else. We just have wires running and all kinds of stuff. But <laughs> that's our plan. It's got we're gonna have its own dedicated podcast recording studio. Yeah. We're gonna have uh, we're gonna have another filming studio to do video. I've got plenty of classroom space so I can start doing classes at my own building. Yeah. And, you know, we can do events or whatever I love we that. want. I think we could give a higher quality class experience. If it's at our control. place. Because when you go somewhere, when you um, go to a class, you know, a, a a barbecue shop out in Arizona, we went and did Barbecue Island. You yeah. know, you don't have control over what kind of chairs they have, if they have tables enough for everybody, what if the air conditioning's proper, yeah, you no, know. for real. And to me, all that contributes to... A level of comfort. Is yeah. What, is what I was th- going to say. Yeah. If I'm comfortable when I get to a spot and I, you know, I know every, where everything is. Yep. I feel like the guests or you know the people attending are comfortable. Yep. We've got um, you know full access to a kitchen. We're we're going to be able to build a kitchen in this new building, yep. and we're going to have plenty of outdoor space to put grills and whatever I'm you know demoing. Um, there's even there's we even have room for some uh, like a retail shop that we're going to set up. It's not going to be like heavy barbecue supply shop, but it's going to be st- our stuff. You know. Yeah. The thing it's Very basically little- basically that shop is going to be if you come to How to Barbecue Right, you have a place to go in there and see what I like, and it'll be for sale. <laughs> it'll be the, I'm gonna have things in there that I like, you know, knives, yeah, cook, cookbooks, cutting boards, some you know, course seasons and spices. Yeah. But it, it might have, it's gonna have a crawfish corner with all the crawfish <laughs> cooking stuff I like. Maybe some fish fr- fish uh, frying stuff. Maybe some fish frying stuff. Yeah, all that'd kinda, be good. Um, whatever I want to put in there. Yeah, but I, I really some, like that barrel for big men. <laughs> <laughs> I'd shop at my own place. <laughs> hey, sometimes that stuff's hard to find. It is. Um, but yeah, we're excited about that. I'm very excited yeah. about that. We've I'm, actually got the the painter over there working today. They're supposed to be painting the whole place, and then we got the floors to touch up, and then we'll be ready to move in. Yeah. Have we decided what we're going to call it? No, that's up in the air. Yeah. Mothership is that still an option? Uh, I don't know. That was my car. I can't. <laughs> Wait, this what? is more. <laughs> the mothership was a car. Yeah, which car? Ford Thunderbird, nineteen ninety three Ford Thunderbird. <laughs> did it have two tops? No, it did not. Did that car? But I had like the glowing license plate on the neon license plate that I got a ticket for one time. And oh. I had the windows tinted and had a banging stereo system in it. Could you sit subs in the, back in the trunk? Heck yeah, you could. Okay. Oh, we rolled deep you in the mothership. In, you could. <laughs> <laughs> Had a ten CD changer with the remote. That was that was big time and back then. Did you have to pop the truck to change the? Yeah, because it had this yeah. little thing that popped out, and you'd have to put your next ten in. You never knew what order they were in, of yeah. course. And, and you could go one through ten on the little. It's a Pioneer ten disc CD changer. Of it, somebody stole all of that. Oh really? Yeah, I think we out moved of the it. Car. I got rid of that car and got my truck, and I took all my stereo equipment. Wayland had a like one of them conversion Suburbans. And he'd put it all in the back of his Suburban because we'd ride around his Suburban banging too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I remember that. Somebody suburban. broke into it at the mall and stole all of it. So he told me. I guess he, didn't lie to me. he might have sold it. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't have any need for it. It was not going in a Dodge pickup truck. <laughs> I switched gears from the mothership to the, the Dodge. Why was it the mothership? I don't know who called it that. Oh, I do remember. Who, there was a show. Um, in Living Color. Do you remember In oh, Living yeah. Color? It was like a sitcom or not. It's like a dance show. Uh, J-Lo was on it. That was yeah. one of her. She was one of the fly, fly girls. Girl. Yeah. It's kind of like Saturday Night Live. Yeah, meets it's a, a sketch comedy yeah, show. Yeah, 30-minute sketch comedy show. 
Well, they they had this kid. It was Barry Levon. They'd always had the mothership, and they had a trunk, and it was full of pudding, and, they, and that was what they called it, the mothership. And they go put their butt, put their ass in the pudding, and they go set that pudding in the back of the mothership. I love Barry Levon. <laughs> I think that was their name. Yes, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> this has been <laughs> oh years ago. Yeah, I don't know how many years ago. I had the mothership when I was 18, so that was in '93. Year is it? <laughs> uh, Let's not do that math. On that one. Moving on. Moving yeah. on. Um, so this week. I got a birthday coming up. You do? A few weeks. Yeah. Too close to talk about that, I guess. Um, You're going to be 45? Uh, who knows? Getting old, chill. I know. Figure I'm are. halfway through my life this year. Halfway. <laughs> I'm in that halfway. <laughs> so I'm supposed to be downhill after this, right? <laughs> Do you think you go downhill first and then uphill the, the last <laughs> half? Because it sure feels like it. I don't feel like it's time to coast. I don't know. That's a good way to look at it. I'm heading uphill now. I'm heading uphill now. <laughs> yeah. It's like I went. I, I run this reverse curve. I'm at the trough. Instead of at the peak, I'm at the trough. And the next half is going to be all up. So. I like hey, that. I'm going, out, I'm going out on top. <laughs> We'll talk about your birthday. We'll do something um, special for your birthday. Okay. I'll figure something out. That sounds Um, good. (laughs) Midget out of a birthday cake or something? (laughs) Is that terrible? Yeah, you probably can't say that. Okay, I'm sorry. (laughs) Didn't mean to fit a little little person out of a birthday cake. Um, This week you did a pork chop sandwich. I did. And at the end of that video, I called it. You know, better than a McRib. I wouldn't try to reference, like, say that was a McRib sandwich yeah. or anything. Because you talked but, about but doing that it. Did, yeah, because I got my version of a McRib that I really want to do, the yeah. MacRib. Yeah. But this one was, I just wanted to make pork chop sandwich have been on my list for a while. I think the last time we did a pork chop video, somebody said something about that would make a good sandwich. And I was like, oh, you know, I've never done a pork chop sandwich. This has been a while. A while. I don't remember the last time I did a pork chop video. It's been a while. Um, but you've also been talking about the Oklahoma style pork loin sandwich. No, it's a. What is what do they call uh, it? It's not Oklahoma. It's a, Illinois. Iowa, Iowa. I guess you know it's like Darren. I was Smokey D's does yeah. out there. It's this giant piece of pork loin that they tenderize and flat out and chicken fry, and they serve it on a bun with like pickles and lettuce and tomato. I guess yeah. It's just this giant pork loin sandwich. Well, I just wanted to do it. This really wasn't my take on that, but that's what led to me to want to do a flattened out pork loin on the grill. Yeah. Because to me, it's like you do a pork chop and, you know, they're great. Pork chop, I love pork chops. Oh, yeah. But when I eat a pork chop on the grill, it's a lot like eating a steak. You know, I you season it up, sauce it, knife and fork because it's thick, it's juicy. And this one, I wanted to do a sandwich. I didn't want to just put a thick old pork chop on bread. So yeah. I said, That'd be I a was, hard bite to take. Right, right. So I said, I'm going to adapt that pounded out, flattened pork chop. And so I took a piece of pork loin, like a center roast. We got it Kroger. Wasn't anything fancy. Yeah. So how much did that cost? I don't know, 10 bucks, less than 10 bucks. Okay. Wasn't expensive. Yeah. So pork, it's a, pork loins are cheap. Yeah. I mean, you can get the big three-footer at Sam's Club for under 20 bucks, you know? Yeah. But yeah, it's cheap. So they have you catch them on sale. They run them all the time around you know, a little over a dollar or something like that per pound. This one was three or four pounds. I don't remember exactly, but that's typically what they are. I would say it was 12 inches probably. I don't know how big it was, but I got, I think I got four, 
four or five chops out of it, those thick chops. And yep. I, that's what I did. I trimmed the outside, silver skin. Um, don't have a ton of excess fat on them anyway. And then I sliced it probably uh, my fingers, about three fingers wide. <laughs> but I would say two to three inches, however you're feeling that day. And that gives you a big, you know, a you solid just, pork loin steak. You just kind of want them eat. Double, double cut is what yeah. that's called. It's like you cut two pork chops out of that. Yeah. And then the butterfly, I take my knife and run it about three quarters through it. You don't want to cut it all the way through. It'll fall apart. But if you cut it three quarters through, then you can flatten it out. And then yeah. it'll lay out. It's a butterfly. You, you know, it kind of opens up. And then I jacarded it just with the meat tenderizer with you know the little needles on it all through it. And then I put it between a Ziploc bag that I kind of cut the sides out so it opened up easy and just beat it with a meat mallet. You know, I noticed using that um, Ziploc bag actually helps it flatten out better. Yeah, than not just, using it. Oh, if you don't use it, I mean, I, I did one where I said like, I better get a Ziploc bag because I was slinging pork everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> it's well, messy. That's true. And so the video, I just, I mean, I put it in the plastic bag. It's super yeah. easy. Well, it, it also helped it flatten better. Yeah, instead it does. of you know it popping back up on one keeps side, it, it down. Keeps it down. And so I pounded it out to about a quarter inch. You know, you could go as thick or. You know, you can go as thin as you wanted. I mean, I wouldn't beat it to it's just see-through or nothing yeah. like that. Then that's probably what they do with those big ones because they're as big as a plate. You know? Yeah. Um, Mine was probably half that size. Do you think you can over-pound it or over-tenderize it? Yeah, because it'd fall apart. I mean, you wouldn't want to just continue to just beat it to death, you know. Beat it down to about a quarter inch and it flattens out. It cooks real even at this point. And yeah. for grilling, man, it's the way to go. Because it holds up, the texture still stays, the texture was awesome on it. It, it was. wasn't like uh, a chopped steak texture or anything yeah. like that. You couldn't even really tell. It was soft, but it wasn't like the texture changed from the tenderizing and the pounding out. Did you think, I mean, what did you think about the texture on it? I thought it was awesome. Oh, I thought it was great. It was juicy. Yeah. It was, it was flavorful. And it cooked so fast. So My was, biggest issue when you were talking about this pork chop sandwich was the texture. I didn't want to have to bite into a sandwich and go. Chew at it like you yeah. would. Because, you know, you eat a pork chop, you need a knife and fork, cut it into little bites and all yeah. that. And it's good. And it's, it's tender, great. but yeah. you still got to work on it. And you don't want a sandwich where you bite into it and then the whole piece of meat has to come yeah. off or you got to, like your dead gum shark, kind of <laughs> alligator, <laughs> shake, it, <laughs> shake it apart. You, and that's what the tenderizing and the pounding does. It makes it tender enough to where you can bite through it, but it still has its integrity of a piece of pork, a pork yep. chop, you know? Yeah. Um, no, I I thought it was great. And you could have just pulled that pork top off and put it on a plate and oh, served it, it with. I thought it would have been great served like that. And I cooked them, you know, mashed potatoes and peas yeah, or something. That'd been good, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, all I did to cook it, fired up the Weber, kind of made me a two zone fire. So yeah, in case it got away from me, that I could have a safe space. I didn't really that do was it. The note I had because you set up the two zone fire, but you didn't really use it. But you had it there just in case. Yeah. Which is always just a good general rule when you're cooking like that. I think like so, that. too. Anytime, you know, anytime I'm cooking on my Weber, unless I'm cooking steaks and I'm wanting to be super hot and super fast, I've done it enough to know I don't really need a cool zone. But for most stuff, I'll I'll keep me a cool zone on my Weber because you got a big enough grate, you know? What you got going on there? Sorry. I was pulling something up. Okay. But all I did was one chimney of charcoal to one side. Let them get hot. Put the regular grate on there. No grill grates, no nothing. No grill grates. I took those chops and I seasoned them with the barbecue rub and a little bit of steak seasoning. I was going to ask you a question. When you season, you always pat. Why do you always pat? Because I do love. it too. It's the love. I'm giving it. I'm wanting it to taste good. <laughs> I'm wanting to pat that meat in. And 
I'm, 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 it's like a massage yeah. kind of. I should still call it rub. I should call it pat. I got it from you, but I do it too. The barbecue pat. <laughs> <laughs> I do it all the time. I mean, it's yeah. just uh, it's habit. I it guess. is. I don't think it's I'm showing my love. I'm showing my respect to that meat. You know, it's not like I'm trying to rough it up or anything. I'm just getting those flavors <laughs> on it, putting putting some of my mojo into it. You know, my feeling. That's what it's all about. <laughs> is it crazy looking when I got a patent on no, it? No, no, no. I do it all the time in every video. Yeah, and I do it too. I noticed myself doing it, and I was <laughs> like, "Why pats. do we do this? Is it important?" No, probably not. But it's, probably not. But it does. Probably get the season on there evenly. I hope it melts. I think it makes it stick to it a little bit. I, yeah. don't, know. I don't know. But I, kept, I don't even realize I do it. Really. Yeah. Do you, um, but you kept the season simple. Season both sides of the barbecue rub, then a little bitty shake of steak rub for some texture, and uh, threw them on the hot, let them set a little bit while the grill came up to temp, and that just kind of sweats that seasoning in, melts yeah. it. So you're just not putting dry seasoning straight on the grill. Yeah. Then I started grilling them just like you would a steak. Over the hot coals, about a minute and a half, I'm looking at them. Two minutes, they're getting flipped. And then I'm just developing some char on them and letting them cook. Total cook time for those thin chops like that was about eight minutes. Yeah. Now. You didn't have any internal, you didn't check any internals or anything. No, they're so thin. I don't know if it would have done any good to try to probe them anyway. Yeah. I was just going by feel and look. And I knew that it was going to be, you know, I didn't want to overcook them. So yeah. As soon as the minute that they felt really firm is when I got them off. And they were perfect. I mean, every one of them, I finished off the last one yesterday. Yeah, yeah. But um, so, but during the, the last, I would say, two and a half minutes, about three quarters of the way through is when I started putting sauce to them. Because if I want to char grill that sauce on there so it gets sticky, have a little sweetness, have bring that char element out to in it with the, the way the sauces and the sugars oh, yeah. caramelized. Do you think putting the sauce in a squeeze bottle made it a little easier? Oh, yeah, then pouring it straight on. Yeah. Yeah, because I could just drizzle some Throw on. It. And I didn't, in the videos, I just used the back of the tongs to spread it around. Yeah. There was no use <laughs> waiting to go to get the grill brush and all that. It's too, this wasn't serious. This was just, you know, let's get these chops char grill great, glazed. And I would flip them, let that sauce cook on 45 seconds to a minute, flip it back over, knock the other side off. And I did it, I did that like twice on it during that last part of the cooking and got them up and let them rest. And then to go with it, and this is what well, I didn't plan. Like I didn't say, like I said, I didn't plan on saying this tastes like a McRib. Yeah. But my elements were all McRibish. Yeah. Because I had the onions. You know. A, a, Did they use caramelized onion on them? No. They use they're raw. just using some old. I don't even know. Tell them what kind of onion they're using. <laughs> <laughs> McDonald Farm onion. <laughs> it might not even be real onion. <laughs> yeah, it might be fake, fake onion. But um, so a, a McRib sandwich has pickles, onions, and a ton of barbecue sauce. Yeah, some process, some kind of processed animal. It's <laughs> on a on a long kai, long sub looking. It has roll. been protruded or formed in some way. Oh yeah, it, nothing that resembles the shape of a rib. <laughs> I don't know what kind of animal's got a rib like that. But it's more of like a pork patty. I would yeah. say that's what it is. It's processed pork patty. Yeah, that they're passing off as rib like. Because it's flat, <laughs> yeah, it's flat. I guess the they do kind of form it to make it kind of look like a rib. I guess yeah, it looks more like a cloud. A flat yeah, cloud it kind of does. Yeah. But so my sandwich, I did. The, I had to do the onions, but um, I was just going for sautéed onions. And what I was going to do originally was pickle them. I was going to make a quick pickled onion and do that with the pickles. And then I asked you. I said, "Shell, what do you think? Should we do the pickled onion since I'm going to put pickles on it? It's like two pickle elements." 
Because I could have put a slaw on it too. That would have been good. Yeah, and we talked about making an aioli or yeah. a, you know a cream sauce or something too. And you said that let's just saute the onions. And I was like, you know what? That'll be really good, but not caramelize them. Just kind of soften them up. Yeah, and so I just good. grabbed the iron skillet, put them right over the hot coals, threw some butter in there, sliced that. You ran that onion on the, the uh, mandolin slicer and got it mm-hmm. almost you know translucent thin. And then sauteed them up, and I don't know, it didn't take long at all. Not long at all, two, two minutes. Two or three minutes. Yeah. When they when they were softened and kind of, you know, start pretty much cooked onion at that point, grilled onion, I scooted it over and threw the buns down for 30 seconds. Yep. Got them toasted. Didn't put anything on them, just straight bun out of the package on the grill to, to give it a little toasted element, and then that was it. Went to yep. build the sandwich. And I didn't put any extra, like, mayonnaise or anything like that. That's what... I knew I knew when I said that in the video that you were thinking it. That mayo would have been good on it. But it was. I just put <laughs> pickles on the bottom bun, pork chop, drizzled some more sauce, yep. onions, and then crispy jalapenos. That my buddy Jay from Tennessee Mojo turned me on to. Yes. But I couldn't find the kind our Kroger didn't have the Frenches in the can. Mm-hmm. Jalapenos. That's what we first learned about them. It was Frenches in a can, just like the onions that you put on, like the fried crispy onions you put on top of a green bean casserole. Yeah, they did the same version in a jalapeno form. And that's and where pickle. we first had them, and a pickle, and they starting to do something else, like a red pepper maybe oh, too. Really? Yeah. Well, they they didn't have those at Kroger. They had zero. They didn't have the onions. They weren't even. Oh really? They were out. So I found these. I searched and searched and searched. These were in the produce section with like the salad topping stuff. Yeah. And that's where, I mean, they weren't like on the salad dressing aisle. Because I even looked there with the croutons and all that stuff. Yeah. Was, but these were over with like the, I don't know, specialty slivered almonds and <laughs> and real bacon bits. Yeah. And all that, you know, I mean, that's where, and I was like, oh, this is a different package. I've never tried them. But they were really good. Yeah. I couldn't have told you. I didn't Any try them side yeah. by side. They were spicy. But, yeah. And, you know, when you try them out of the package, you're like, whoo, that's hot. But on a sandwich or a burger. It goes with it. Yeah. I it bet even you, a salad or something, yeah. it just goes, you know, the heat blends in with everything else. Yeah, it just gives you a kick and, mm-hmm. a, and the flavor, you know, and the crunch. They were good. They, they, and they did add some texture to yeah. them. Yeah. Um, no, I had your sandwich. I cut, so you you made one for me. I made, I built two. You built two. You ate one. I ate one. I took the other one. You made one for Michael without onions. Yeah, then we had a leftover one that I ate yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't eat it as a sandwich. I just ate the onions and the, and the pork. Yeah. Pie. But I cut mine in half and I ate it, ate it the way you intended. And then the other half, I put a little mayonnaise on it. Yeah. So which way was better? Well, the mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> but it was really good. Yeah. It, I, it, with the sauce and everything on it, you you didn't miss it. No, it was it's a messy sandwich. I was yeah. It was. I mean, I, I know I drizzled extra it. sauce. So you really did need some wet naps when yeah. you got there eating it. You know, it was a get in there and eat that sandwich. <laughs> but it was good, and it. I mean, it had all, all the elements that a McRib should have. <laughs> yes. You had one chop that we didn't actually cook. Yeah, I did, and I yeah. I, I had I cut five out, and I had the extra one. And so I pounded it out super thin, and what I did, I went ahead and split it all the way through. So it made two little pork loin cutlets, I guess you would call them, mm-hmm. and I pounded them out flat, and the next day, for, or one day for lunch, it was like two days later, Yeah, I made you um, kind of the, my version of the the 
Iowa pork loin sandwich. So you breaded it? I put it in a, bag, a Ziploc bag with some flour, and then I took it out, put it in some egg wash, and then put it in panko breadcrumbs, and then fried it in a little bit of oil in a pan, kind of. I didn't deep fry it. I imagine in Iowa, I've never been to Iowa, but I imagine they deep fry theirs yeah. in, a, in a big cook. Yeah, yeah, because that's what they cooker. got, yeah. But I just did it on a skillet with some oil in it. And Texas toast, lettuce, tomato, pickle, mayo, pickle, tomato, lettuce, shredded lettuce, and that pork, fried piece of pork loin on top, Texas toast, it was so good. It was kind of like a PLT. Yeah. You know? Yeah, without, the, yeah, it really was. Yeah. But, but it had pickles too. Yeah. Pork and pickles and lettuce, tomato, mayo, and I was, Texas toast. I was working and I heard you in there. I mean, I heard you cutting the lettuce, you know, just right. I was like, he's up to something. You Whipping know? up the eggs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I heard him in there. I was like, he's up to something. And then you came out with this beautiful sandwich on a plate. It And it was delicious. Yeah, I told you, good. I was like, you could charge $15 for this sandwich <laughs> all day long. It was good. Don't doubt my skills. Chef. Oh, no, I never do. <laughs> Not only can I grill. <laughs> I'm pretty good fryer. Yeah, and you don't you don't half at halfway do anything. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you almost Freudian. <laughs> you don't. Um, if you're gonna make a fancy little PLT sandwich, you're gonna do it up right. You know, <laughs> it's gonna look good. It doesn't matter if we're just having it for lunch. You know. Hey, images everything. <laughs> Roger Helms taught me that years ago. Um, I almost want you to tell that story, but that's, that's for another day. That's for another day. Um, <laughs> you used a ball of foil to scrape the grates. Yeah, that's. I just didn't feel like grabbing a brush. I said, "Here, let me knock this off real fast." Foil was sitting there, <laughs> improvise. That's a barbecue improvised pro tip. Yep. But you use that. If you thought using the back of the tongs was a good idea, grab you some foil, scrape the grates with it. <laughs> you gotta have the heavy duty stuff, though. Yeah. Yeah. What else do you use for great tools? Oh, I've got Whatever. all I've got all different kinds. Wood spatula has been my go-to for you know here lately, but I've got the bristle brushes and yeah scrapers. The grill grate, grill, really, I use a lot of the grill grates tools because they got that looped. It's like a it's not a bristle. It's more like a wire loop. Mm-hmm. It's great for cleaning grill grates, but it cleans other grates too. And then they've got the one that almost looks like a straight razor. It's just like a Flat piece of metal with a yeah. little edge. It's not sharp. I mean, I don't know. Probably would cut you if you tried, but it's a good scraper. Get down in there and knock not cooked on stuff off. And then I'll hit it with the wood panel and spray it with some uh cooking spray and you're back good to go. Yep. So um I thought we'd talk about snapper fishing. So <laughs> we did go fishing, we braved it again. We didn't, you know, I wasn't gonna let a sickness get me and you didn't let it get you from the year before. You got back on the boat. We went to. Well, we checked the weather. Yeah, and it was it was real one to twos. It and we had a real. It wasn't sixes to nines. We and were, I had a real serious conversation with everyone on the before we left. Like, <laughs> if we, we get in some bad water, y'all might have to turn back around. We went with Captain Mike and Captain King. Captain King was a deckhand, but I think he's really going to be the. He's the next in line. Yeah, in line to get that boat and the lady Anne, a boat called the Lady Anne down out of Dolphin Island Marina. And had probably one of the best fishing trips I've ever had, just because my family was with me. Shell caught a lot of fish. I did. I caught several. Uh, Dustin's wife, Whitney, caught a lot of fish. Yeah. All the kids caught fish. I mean, it was it was so much fun. We did a 
Was it six hours? It was an afternoon. It didn't six feel hours. like it. It didn't, didn't it? Because we were we were catching fish the whole time. Yeah. Trolled a little bit going out. We didn't get any bites trolling, but the kids got to see how they rig up the trolling poles, and then we caught our lemon snapper and started to go trolling for some more as we went back in. Man, it was just a fun trip. The um, deckhand Captain Keen he really explained how to catch the snapper really well, so that's why I think I was able to. He said he told us. If you listen to him, that the women are going out fishing. He told us that the women going because he said they had, they just don't. I guess you know us men, we're used to getting fishing, jerking it, setting up, yeah. fighting them in. But that ain't really how you do it. It was uh, we were fishing just bottom rig for snapper. Um, we caught, caught some, I guess, bait fish, or you had some bonita or something. They cut up into strips. That's mainly what I caught them all with. Yeah, it was that was the. I would he had old folders can. <laughs> you baited your own hook with a bonita strip. Yeah. He cut all those up and got us a, all little coffee cans full of fishing bait. You know, I guess you had. Yeah, was, he put them around the boat. I it fished with nicest. some live fish, too. I mean, we had some live fish, too. Yeah, it was you the nicest boat. Oh, the Lady Anne's. Yeah, it was boat. the nicest boat. Slept, Comfortable. What, it sleep eight down there in the bottom and then had a galley kitchen. We had benches. We had AC, TV, coffee pot, microwave, yeah. hint, sink. DVD player, refrigerator. I mean, it was set up. Full-size bathroom. Biggest bathroom I've ever been on a boat. Heck with, yeah. There wasn't a little... Then, plenty of room. Plenty of room outside to fish. I mean, our group. I mean, how, many, how many people was it? Um, There was eight of us total and, and a it baby. Didn't, it didn't even feel like it. Yeah. Eight and a three-year-old. Yeah. She slept the whole time. Yeah. And that was that was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So, it was, I mean... The boys had a great time. Yes. Uh, and they're hooked. And come to find out that on this island, Dolphin Island, where we were, they have, like, the one of the Gulf's biggest fishing rodeo tournament things every year. It's been, it's known around, anybody that fishes knows about that tournament, the rodeo down on Dolphin Island. And so before the main one, the weekend before, they had the kids' junior fishing rodeo. And we happened to be leaving the day of it. That was, you know, we went out fishing a few days before, but we got to talking about them. And the way it works is you buy a ticket, like if you're a kid or adult, if you're fishing an adult one, you have to go buy a ticket, an entry ticket. And then you got a certain time where you show up and you go out and you fish and you got to be back at a certain time Mm -hmm. and you weigh your fish. And so next year we're going to take the kids down and do the junior fishing rodeo with them. We're going to try to charter out a boat and, uh, do the same thing. Yeah. There's it's not you can target any species. They've got like you can you could turn I don't think you could turn in snapper. It wasn't one of them, but Yeah, it was because it's a season. I think if a fish has a season, I don't think you can do it. But they were turning I saw they were turning in tuna and swordfish and mahi mahi category and that was just like catfish. Most and, unusual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, they had a lot yeah. opportunity for every kid to But win, I don't think you, you could know? turn in like uh red snapper or um well, not everybody can go and trigger fish or amberjack. I don't think you can turn in all those things. Right. Stuff that's out of season, I guess. Yeah. I don't know the rules. I just know we're going to go do it because it was so much fun. You going you going to go? Uh yeah, I guess. We're going to make up how to barbecue right fishing team. <laughs> Sponsor these kids and go to the fishing tournament. <laughs> and then show them how to cook it up. And then show them how to cook it up. So that brings me to my next point. Uh they cleaned our snapper for us. Right. And y'all got you and Dustin got talking to the guy when as he was cleaning it, and he started talk, telling you about the throats, snapper the neck, throats, 
Snapper, the snapper neck. That's what I was calling it. <laughs> you mean a neck? <laughs> he was on his throat. I've heard, I've heard a cooking snapper throat before, but the only way that I've ever heard of it was fried, deep fried. Mm-hmm. And you know, Lambert's told us about that yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Snapper throats, and usually they only do it out of the big fish. But Captain King said cook all of them, and he's and they have so the way they cut them out, they kind of have this Y bone that runs like you know, up towards the mouth and then back down towards the back of each side of the body. So it looks like a Y. But what you do is you, when they cut that out, still has the fins on the outside of it, but you take it and you just kind of break that bone like a wishbone on a turkey or a chicken. And it lays flat, kind of butterflies it out. And those fins and stuff on there, to me, it looked like bats. (laughs) Like like we'd skin some kind of bat, COVID bat or something. Yeah, but he cleaned them up and cut them up for you. Had them ready, kind of ready to go. Yeah, they're ready to go. I mean, you still, you know, you got to pick them a little bit. Yeah. But they were absolutely delicious. And I had no idea. I mean, he said, man, you just grill them like you do any fish. I said, I can handle that. Yeah. You got to tell me that. So it's like cooking cook snapper it. on a half shell. So we put, we froze our uh, snapper fillets and we brought them back home. But then the throats we cooked on the grill that night. And so what I did, I you know, got my grill going. They had a Weber kettle at this little uh, fish out camp we were staying at. It's like a. I don't know. It's like condo on stilts, I guess. How would you describe that? Condo on stilts. Yeah. But they had a Weber grill there. And we, so I went and got some, they had some Royal Oak charcoal, filled the grill up. And I cooked on this thing all week. I cooked, we'll talk about what else I cooked too. But um, I took the snapper and uh, put some melted butter on it, seasoned it with some of Heath Rise, Heath Riles, Simply Citrus. And then I used some of my Cajun King Crawl. And that was it. That was all it took. Put them on the grill, skin side down, had them fins sticking out. I mean, did you you got the video of it? Oh yeah, I put it all on your story and stuff. But it looked, you know, it looked crazy laying on there. But all you did was kind of let them cook until the meat starts separating from the the skin on it. It There's no flipping them. There's no doing. I mean, I moved them around a little bit to hot spots and different things like that. Now the underside got a little charred. Oh yeah, it gets real charred. The fins char up. Yeah. But when you take it off, the meat just wants to fall right off of that. So you just got this. Awesome tasting, I mean, sweet snapper meat. It's really good. It's as good as the fillets, if you don't mind picking uh, through the bones and I stuff. Agree. I agree. Mean, and mean, it's not a lot of little bones in it or anything. Not like trying to eat a whole fish or anything. It's not a whole lot of meat in it, but the meat that is there is incredibly good. Yeah. That bite, we were very skeptical about the whole situation. <laughs> All of us were. We'd never done it yeah, before. I've never cooked. Yeah. Um, and we brought them home and like, an empty ice bag, like we emptied out the ice, you know, from yeah. a pla- big plastic bag, and we bag of these snapper pieces, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> snapper necks. and they've been in the fridge for a day or two. Uh, and y'all cooked them up, and you put butter, like you said, uh, and all the seasonings on it, and squeeze lemon over it. Yeah, we pulled them off, and I just happened to be standing there with a fork, and I was the first one to try it, and I took a bite, and I was like, wow, that one bite of fish is as good as any bite I've yeah. ever had at a steakhouse well, or a fish house you know like a, a even fancy dinners well you know us we, we stayed outside there and you know had a good time while the kids fished and stuff on the, on the decks and there's neighbors next door to us so we made buddies with them so every time we'd cook something we'd run it over to them and they were local they were like yeah. that was like their weekend house and so they would they were out there cooking and grilling they'd bring us stuff over and we took them and i said i want y'all to try if y'all ever ate snapper throat and it's like oh yeah we cook it all the time and i was like well good 
I never have, <laughs> and I want somebody that knows to tell me if this is how it's supposed to turn out. And they said it was fantastic. It was. They wanted to know what seasonings that we were yeah. using on it. So it was very, very good. They bought me something that I didn't think was an edible fish. It was, and I, I mean, it's not edible to me because every time I've tried it, it's been horrible. But the king mackerel, and they called it king balls, and I'd never, you know. Never heard of it. And so I said, you got to tell me how you cook these. Because they brought them over, and it was like little nu- – it looked like catfish nuggets. Yes. Pure That's white meat. That's what it reminded meat, me of. And they were absolutely fantastic. Every time I've had king mackerel, it's been fishy, oily, just not a good fish. But the trick to it was, he said they cut them – they leave the skin on, and they cut them into steaks. And now mackerel are these long, skinny silverfish. Mm-hmm. And they have a big bloodline that runs down both sides of them. And that's what makes them so fishy. So cutting them into steaks vertically, um, they take their thumbs on each side right under the skin, and they just push push both thumbs like right down the lateral line of that fish above, above the bloodline, and they push it out like a plug of just, yeah. I, I guess it's just perfectly you know clean mackerel. And they saw, um, he told me how he cooked them. He soaked them in crystal hot sauce and then put them in some uh, Louisiana fish fry Seasoned them with some Tonys. That was it. I mean, that's the whole standard yeah. <laughs> Louisiana way, you know. <laughs> and he brought them over. They brought them over in like a little, you know, cardboard Coke flat and oh yeah, paper towel. And we, the kids, everybody that tried them just went crazy over them. I was like, man, I've got to try that. So they I'm t- not throwing King Mackerel away next time I go fishing. They tasted like a spicy catfish nugget. Yeah, that's what right. it was. It yeah, was it great. reminded me of it. The only thing that I can think of that it might be close to something I've seen is those uh, garballs where you see people make garballs or whatever and they use garfish. I've never tried those. I've seen it. I mean, I never have either. I've just heard of, you know, Cajuns doing it. Yeah. I don't know how they do it. If that's what they do, they slice it and they push that out or if they mix it up like a hush puppy or what. But yeah. This was just not mixed with anything. It was just battered pieces of fish. And they served it with a fried okra and their fried okra was really, really good. good. Yeah. That was excellent. Now, we also, what was the name of that um, seafood place that was down there? Do you remember? Uh, dang it, I wish you did. Yeah, I wish we had looked it up. Yeah. There was a seafood shack down there. Not really a shack, it was a building. And um, you could go in there and buy fresh seafood. And so we did, we did shrimp. Um, we bought some of their they, they Skinners. Buy, Skinners, that was it, Skinners on Dolphin Island. You can buy fresh or they'll steam it and season it for you. So I even bought some shrimp there. We bought some oysters that were really good. Uh, but with the shrimp, we did a tried and true method. I don't, I've never done a video on it. I need to. I but, really want you to do a yeah. video. Of, you've done a smoked shrimp. Similar. Similar, but yeah. this is even it's better. super easy. I mean, it's just you take a half metal pan and you, you know, butter. You don't have to butterfly your shrimp, but you devein them at least. Yeah. You can buy them already. Peeled and devein, yeah. De-vein. You can buy them peeled and devein. If you want to leave the tails on, fine. If you want to take them off, take them off. The bigger Line the them shrimp, up in the, the pan, better off. Season them with whatever season you like. I, of course, I'm king crawl, a little simply citrus. I cut up some garlic, cut up some fresh parsley, put that in the pan with them, put uh, two lemons and just squeeze it all over, and then take a stick of butter and cut it up into pieces and just spread it out in the pan like you're cooking barbecue chicken for a contest. And you put that on the grill. You can do it on smoker. You can do it over Weber grill like I did. You can do mm-hmm. it on anything. And as it starts cooking, you just flip the shrimp around. And it doesn't take oh, the hot coals. You're looking at maybe four to five minutes yep. tops to get the butter melted, 
the shrimp cooked and seasoned, and then you take it off, and, man, you talk about a pan of deliciousness. I mean, fresh shrimp cooked like that, you can't beat it. I haven't, I haven't served those to anybody that did not go crazy over them. And bonus, get you some French bread and dip, dip it, it in that, that butter. Heck, everybody. yeah. I think we've talked about this before. You know, that's kind of – I've done the – Grilled shrimp po' boy, or however I did that barbecue oh, shrimp yeah, po' boy. That was good, but that. But had you the do more, the Worcestershire and all that stuff. This is just the buttery garlic butter shrimp. What yeah. it's like. That's what. That's the best way to think of it. And it's so fast. Garlic it's butter easy. shrimp. It's something you can do in your condo when you're it, on vacation. Yeah, yeah, and that's what you did. It served it with pasta, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Like made a, a Alfredo pork. sauce on pasta, and then yeah. put that in it. Did you mix it in it or over it, or how'd you do that? Uh, I mixed it in it. Okay. I just. So it was, I had a jar of Alfredo sauce and a uh, box of noodles. You, you know, just cooked them in the linguine. oven, right? No, I cooked them on the stovetop. Oh, the sh- okay, yeah. okay. I did the shrimp in the butter, garlic, shallot, you know, the whole nine yards, simply citrus, um, king crawl. Right on the stove. Right on the stovetop. And I cooked some, I think it was linguine or fettuccine, you know, a thicker yeah. noodle. Um, and a jar of that uh, Alfredo sauce. And we had a salad. That was a good dinner. Yes. That was an excellent dinner. And it I took can. you thirty less than 30 minutes. Yeah, because we bought a bunch of shrimp. You know? Yeah, yeah. We, we had, had them all a, different kinds of ways. Yeah. <laughs> I love shrimp, man, especially fresh. They got that, you know, just the right iodine taste mm-hmm. to them. It's got the taste like the Gulf. Not the Exxon Valdez Old Spill Gulf. <laughs> the the clean, clean sea Gulf. Uh, so I got a question for you. Fired at me. Is it too hot to cook? Yes. <laughs> it's very hot. <laughs> oh man. I hate, you know, I don't like long smokes. Definitely fighting fires. I've been out there a long time. I don't mind We're in a heat wave right now. Summertime to me is grilling. I don't do a much smoking, you know. Yeah. I gotta cook some ribs tomorrow, but I'm gonna limit my I'm gonna get up early and knock them out. Yeah. I'll be out there. In the heat of the afternoon. Um, <clears throat> do you remember we used to do contests? Hottest contest in my life was in Butler, Alabama in July. And then like we had another one. We had another one that was called the Dog is... Days of Summer Contest there in uh, Ridgeland, Mississippi at the Parker House. Yes, you remember that? That was so hot. Oh, I was man. pregnant. That's been 10 years ago. Yep. Yeah. 10 years ago. And Lakeland Fun Fest was always. That one's in June, too. too. We used to torture ourselves with those contests. But we didn't have a trailer. We didn't have air conditioning. We had a tent, and if you're very lucky, you had a fan. Had an overliable yellow blower. (laughs) I think that blower is still out there. I think it is, too. I've had that. That's my longest piece of equipment I've owned. Occasionally, somebody would feel sorry for you and bring a portacle, but. We didn't know. Those were for the rich folks. (laughs) We didn't get no portacles back then. Maybe I just went to other people's tents yeah. and sat in front You're of the You're hoping portico. somebody had, you know, some AC <laughs> that you could just go talk to them for a few minutes. It was but miserable. It was. I don't know how you did it. Now, um, but this past week, it's been like you walk outside, it takes your breath away. Yeah. It's like walking to a yeah. sauna. I limit, I limit my stuff to afternoon cooking now, usually on the grill <laughs> where it's quick. I can go outside, start me a chimney, and come back in, and then get my stuff ready, and go outside and cook it in less than... 10, 15 minutes and be back in, you know, big can and done. And I don't really like doing videos this time of year. Yeah. A, it's hot. I mean, it's instant sweat hot. Always, you know, got to have sweat towel around. And I, t- I told you this week, I need to start my own line of sweat towels. Like <laughs> <laughs> those cooling towels. <laughs> Perfect for fat man that grills. You just keep but, it on your shoulder and. 
Yeah, block but, yourself as needed. But it's hot. Um, the flies just swarm you. Um, what else can I think of? Mosquitoes eat me alive. I mean, it's just miserable. It's too yeah. hot for mosquitoes yeah. in the middle it is of the day. Too, yeah, in the middle of the day it is, <laughs> but I ain't cooking it in the middle of the day. But It's just terrible. We did for this pork chop video. Yeah, and there's flies. I mean, you saw them yeah, at the end yeah. of it. I've seen people commenting on them. That's, that's Mississippi. It's hot. There's going to be flies. But, you know, and I said, that was a perfect recipe to do for summertime because you're in and out. You're not out there over it the whole time doing a lot of stuff. And you could have done the onions. and um, Yeah, you could have done that inside. On the So, I mean, you're talking about getting the grill fired up. Eight minutes tops grilling, back in. Yep. That's why it's perfect. And that fits my, you know, bill to a T there for summertime. I mean, I like doing steaks this time of year, of course, like sausages, brats or something like that. Yeah. Hot dogs for the kids, uh, you know, easy stuff. stuff. Stuff that doesn't take long on the grill is what that I'm shrimp recipe. Shrimp recipe. But if you got to stay out there with it the whole time, man, it's miserable. It is. It's a little. To me, it is. It's a little too hot this it. time yeah. of year. I want to go get in that pool. I don't want to <laughs> be out over the grill. I'm doing that tomorrow. Yeah, heck yeah. Will I, I cook ribs? Yep. Um, so I had somebody email, and I thought this question was kind of funny. And so I'm going to ask. All right. Do I know what it is? Have you talked uh, yeah, it? we kind of talked about it. Bruce from Fairfax, Virginia, Virginia asked, okay. if you were stuck on a desert island, what sauces and rubs would you bring with you? But he said that weren't your own. Oh, man. I was like, <clears throat> I don't know. I can think of one that I would want. What? Um, I use Cavenders a lot. Cavenders? Yeah. yeah Cavenders is a good one. Because, I mean, I That's use a real good one. Gringo. Uh, King Crawl, AP. I use hot rub a lot. I'll yeah. use steak rub a little. Um, and the hot sauce, TX, yeah. I use a lot. Oh, TX on a BLT is. Yeah. Um, if I was on an island. But aside from that, and we use uh, Heath Simply Citrus. You use Mississippi Grind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Grind would be is one that I use all the time because it's, life cause it's not grind. just like. To me, it's not just a barbecue rub. It's it's excellent on chicken. In fact, it's good on fish. I've used it on all kinds of stuff. I would probably pick something that was more in the line of an AP, though. Yeah. That I could use on everything and maybe have a touch of heat or something. So, like, uh, he's, what's it? Is a jalapeno every day or whatever? Jalapeno. Yeah, garlic jalapeno. Yeah. That would be a good one. Because it's got a little of everything in it, and it's got mm-hmm. a lot of heat. Um Man, it'd be hard not to take some Tonys, though. I know. <laughs> I like Tonys. Um, you got Tonys. You got a lot. You got a lot. I mean, it's little salty. goes a long way. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. Barbecue rub. What would, if I had to pick, like, I got to only pick one barbecue rub to take. You wouldn't say number five, would you? <laughs> that's a good that's, flavor around my number five, man. That's the base of a lot of good ones. I don't know. That's That would be a good one, really. You take it in bulk, cheap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you, the number one thing I would take, that's when we struck on a desert Yeah, that was my next island. question. It didn't say a desert island. It just said an island. Yeah. I'm taking some rum, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take rum, and I'm going to take some uh, mosquito repellent, but excited. the real Vietnam-style deet stuff. <laughs> I ain't taking none of that off for families. <laughs> none of that skin stuff's off. <laughs> I'm taking the repel. 100% deep. It's probably going to give you some kind of cancer at one point in your life. But, but there ain't no bugs going to be biting on me. <laughs> I used to watch this show called Naked and Afraid. 
And then people would go on there and they'd be out there naked in these like worst places, conditions you could be in. Why you had to be naked, I don't know. I guess just to, to prove you were man or woman enough well, to do it. Well, I think it, it goes back but to those like, people would yeah. be ate alive. Their skin, when they got through with it, it'd show them. And you know it just took them years to get over all oh, yeah, the welts just, and sores. They'd give like a six-week update. Like six weeks I've been at home, they're still just <laughs> oh, man, I mangled. I would check out the first day. If I didn't have my deep, you give me that, I can make it. <laughs> no, you couldn't. <laughs> you need a couple Ball of chair. <laughs> you need some air conditioning. Honda generator, personal AC. phone. <laughs> I can make it that Good Wi-Fi. Yeah, I can make it that my phone. Um, Good Wi-Fi. <laughs> Satellite hotspot. <laughs> I do like my comforts. But deep tie up on the list. Yeah. I remember I walked in and you were watching that show and I watched it for a few minutes. I'm like, what do they win? And you like, were nothing. Like, nothing. I'm like, what the? What are these people doing? I don't know. I don't know why you'd want to do it. <laughs> if, they, if there was a million dollars at the end of that road, maybe eh, I could see... But just doing it, just to go do it, I don't, I don't get it. I've never seen anybody like really be Hopefully successful. Hopefully, I would never be stranded on an island. Yeah, I bring you because you get stuff done. <laughs> <laughs> Does that count? <laughs> I'm gonna need my shell. I'm gonna need my shell. She'll have the rum and the deep and all the stuff with her. I don't I can count on her to have it all. <laughs> I just exactly. need her. What's in your purse? <laughs> I don't have to bring uh, nothing unless I got chill. Because <laughs> I'm like your personal assistant. You got me covered. I anticipate your needs <laughs> and make sure they're covered because I don't want to listen to you whine. Um, so that's all I had for today. We covered a lot. Yeah, we did. What's the what we got coming up? I don't know. <laughs> no, actually, I do. I've got one in mind, and so there. This goes back to being on vac- uh, being down on Dauphin Island. We went to a restaurant. They had I ordered a fresh mahi sandwich, and it was so good. I said I'm gonna come back and recreate it. So I found some mahi at Kroger. I hadn't got it in the freezer because it's the kind that are quick froze. I don't have any, we didn't catch any mahi. I just got some frozen. Yeah. So I want to try to duplicate that, but I'm probably going to test it out first, maybe Sunday or something like that. They were going back see. to back sandwiches. I don't know. It's on the list. It's on my radar. Yeah. I mean, I may, I kind of, I'm still in a seafood kind of mood. I may do something yep. shrimp or something. I mean, it's that time of year. Yeah. It's that time of year. So you don't, don't want to eat anything too heavy. I may not do one next week. Depends on how hot it is. <laughs> depends Y'all on the weather. Bear with me now until we get through July. And part of August, um, Labor Day's coming up. I'm going to start cranking out some football food because we are going to have fun. I'm not letting them take football. I'm not letting COVID take football. If we have to do the fantasy fantasy, we're going to have some type of football. <laughs> we're going to have the new Madden's coming out. We've already got it pre-ordered for Michael. So we may start streaming <laughs> Madden simulations. Mm-hmm. Heard it here first. And uh, But and you commentate. And we did. We Oh, before we go um, – we went to the Palmer home yesterday. Yep. Palmer home's kind of the local children's um, orphanage that that's here in Hernando, but they, you know, they have ties all over the place, but they're headquartered here in Hernando and they do a lot of great good for our community, for kids in need, pairing them with families and, and the people that live there at the Palmer home campus, taking care of folks. They had their big radio thon yesterday and we we've been fortunate enough to, to be doing stuff with them for several years, but uh, they invited us out to do the Radiothon just to be on it and talk a little bit yesterday. So I just wanted to give a shout out to the Palmer Home. and it's a They ended up raising 
$271,000. That's a lot. For that organization. And they need it, you know. Oh, yeah. It takes a lot. It takes a lot to take care of those kids where they need to, especially in these times, like, you know, uncertain, a lot of uncertainties. $276,000. That's awesome. Yeah. um, Yeah. So shout out to Palmer Home. Yeah. We did that. (laughs) And uh, let's see. This week, no. It'll be the next week I'll be on Barbecue Central with Greg. It'll be the first Tuesday in mm-hmm. August. I don't know. What date's that going to be? Can you look that up real quick, Shell? Yeah. Um, Not next Tuesday, but the Tuesday after, I bet. So it's the first Tuesday. It'll be yeah. August 4th. Awesome. That'll yep. be coming up in two weeks, I think. We're almost done with baseball. August 5th, we're getting fiber at the house. Cease <laughs> installed. I've got the date. I've been waiting on this all my life. <laughs> One gigabyte internet's coming to the house. So we, so we may get to do some more live cooking events yeah, in the backyard. Streaming. We can do all kinds of stuff. Our internet out there sucks. Yeah. And that you know keeps us from doing a lot of stuff live. But with this new fiber internet, I'm super excited about it. If you can't tell. I'm, I'm so... That, I don't know who's more excited, you or Michael. I'm I'm excited. I can cut the cord now, Jack. I don't have to pay DirecTV 300 bucks a month. Dang, 300 bucks? Heck yeah, DirecTV's high. Will you get everything? Like we have now? I don't no, we're going to be able to stream it all. We'll be okay. able to do all the streaming you want. What about any sports? Device. You can stream all that. Through what service? I don't know. We'll figure it out. Figure I've, it I've out. been seeing people cut the cord. Yeah, but people that... I just want to cut a cord. <laughs> cut this one. <laughs> <laughs> Cutting it, Shell. <laughs> no, I don't know. I'm just excited about fiber internet. All right. So we got our last baseball game today. Last baseball game. And hey... We're almost through with July. I know. We don't have much school's more. We're going to go start. into August. School's coming back. Football's around the corner. Contests are going to fire back up. We're going to get through all this crap. Be positive, folks. <laughs> Ooh, Malcolm. I don't, I'm pumped up. I, I hope that you are right. <laughs> I'm very positive. Either way, we'll get through it. Yeah, so, hey, where can they find us, Shell? If you'd like to connect with uh, Malcolm, it's How to BBQ Right on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. If you'd like to connect with me, it's Miss Southern Shell on Instagram. Hey, y'all. Thanks for hanging out with us today, and we'll see you next week. We make it through this heat. We gone.